friends and welcome to another edition of Dan and Benny in the Ring. I'm Dan Spastiano joined as always by the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. Benny, how you doing, buddy? Dan, this is episode number 60. And, you know, I pride myself on my originality, but all day long I've been thinking about something that Arn Anderson, or as Dusty Rhodes would say, Arn Anderson, uh, would say, which is, what's causing all this? <laughs> well, I've, I've said it when we started, the, uh, Average lifespan of a sports entertainment podcast is three episodes, so we are 20 times exceeded uh, where we should be at this point. Not too bad for what started as a couple of friends with two microphones and a laptop. And, and we're still a couple of friends, and we have laptops. Exactly. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, 60, good number, good episode to have a great discussion with. Well, we got a third person on the line with us, Benny. Why don't you tell everybody who's joining us this evening? Yes, sir. So we have a professional wrestler. Who is also a dentist? And no, it is not Isaac Yankum. It is a legitimate DDS uh, who is also an elite instructor at uh, Boogie's Wrestling Camp, our sponsor. So we would love to welcome Dr. Scott Storms. Dr. Scott, welcome to Dan and Benny in the Ring. Dan and Benny, it's great to be here. I'm fired up. I've been nervous all day, but it's good to see your faces on Skype and hear your voices. You know, I want to say this is a bucket list for me. I've done so much in the past couple of years in wrestling, and this is one of the big-time moments for me being on a podcast. Um, just learned about you guys just a few weeks ago and, you know, jumped on your website. You've got so many podcasts on there. I listened to a few of them, and I'm excited to be a part of the show. So let's rock and roll, boys. Glad to have you. Awesome. That's a great compliment. We appreciate it. <clears throat> well, we'll get started. The uh Question comes up every every interview we do. Every time we have somebody on, it's always a different answer because it's a unique story to everybody. So we'll start with the basics, uh, Doc. When and where did the professional wrestling bug get you? What were you watching? What were you doing when you saw it and you said, that's it, I'm hooked. This is what I love. <laughs> Probably a ho-hum answer there. Everybody knows the nine-year-old kid watching Saturday morning wrestling. Um, Sting, Ric Flair. You know, you you name it. That's gonna that's gonna give you the bug, but that bug didn't really get get that bug didn't really bite until I was 39. <laughs> because when I was nine, I was too small, too skinny, um, you name it. I couldn't be a pro wrestler. You know, I I uh I knew how big those guys were. I knew uh, how charismatic and uh, you know they were just. Uh, you couldn't touch those guys. And how could how could a little old fellow like me do anything like that? So, you know, I just put it under the pillow and enjoyed the, the wrestling for years. And, you know, there was a moment, which I'm sure you know, we'll get into, when I reached the age of, the ripe age of 39, and something clicked. And when that thing clicked, it just, it just snowballed into what is now Scott Storm. So, so I'm glad that's a perfect lead-in. So you you got read your uh, actually I think it was on the Virginia Dentist website is where I read this very nice bio about you and you got married, put yourself through dental school, you practiced dentistry for a number of years. You know you had a you had a son, and so what what exactly clicked 
at age 39? What, like, what was that moment, you know, that you decided, well, I'm going to give this a try. Okay. You ready? Yes, sir. You ready for this one? <laughs> um, so, uh, let's go back to high school, you know, amateur wrestling. We did that whole thing, had a great little, little amateur wrestling career in high school. Um, I had almost 100 wins and came up one point short in the Virginia State Wrestling Championship. So in one of my promos, um, one of my first promos, um, one of the the uh, catchphrases was, there's a chip on my shoulder. So that chip on my shoulder pretty much led me into doing something about it. And it just, I mean, it took years. So I went on to... to um, Virginia Tech, and I went on to VCU Dental School, and they had a wrestling program there. And I was 27 at the time, and I was taking so you know so many credit hours, and I tried to squeeze in a you know college wrestling career into that, which I hum hoed through you know a 500 record or so, which you know I mean for for um, below D1 college, it not bad, but you know it wasn't it wasn't satisfying to me at the time. There, there, there was another little flame that just I kept under my pillow, you know, and when started my dental career, fast forward to that point of, of being 39, coming home with a, you know, overweight, overexhausted. I've got a what, two, three year old sitting in the in the floor and I'm on the couch, you know, barely holding my eyes up at 530 in the evening. And he wants me to get down there and play with him. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just can't do this. And then I, that was the click, you know. I can't sit here and do nothing. I can't be, I can't be, you know, out of shape and go down in this spiral effect of, of you know, not being there for my child, not being able to play with him. So it was, it was a kind of a springboard to, you know, just get in shape. And the wrestling was always in the back of my mind and my wife and I had visited, visited Boogie's wrestling camp just, just as a fan. And it kind of clicked for me there. I said, you know what? They're accepting students there. Why, why not just, you know, head down there and, and do the classes and see, you know, see what it's like, see what, see what I can do. Maybe I got, maybe I could get back into shape. Um, I was always kind of, you know, a little bit shy, and I think dentistry kind of opened, opened, opened that up for me because I, you know, I see people every day face to face. You know, we're we're doing professional consults, you you name it. I've I've got to be able to talk and, and speak to them, and that opened up the door for you know maybe I can do this. You know, maybe I've got more confidence. So boom, started school, and you, you guys know you meet Boogie Woogie Man for the first time. And there's a spark there that you, it just opens up the floodgates of, of excitement and charisma and, you know, love. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get this done. It's kind of what I was getting and feeling from that that camp the, the first second. And, um, you know, the, the spiral then then went on. You know, you, you here we are now uh, on the Dan and Benny show live. I love it. <laughs> so you, you did mention, I think you were quoted as like, the first thing you learned was how to take a bump oh, and that like a lot of the class dropped out after taking that first bump you know and I, it just shows like the, you know the average fan you know they, they they watch a bump and they take it for granted they have no idea what's involved in that 
Okay, here you go. Um, my first class, you know, I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I, I, you know, I got high blood pressure. I got my three blood pressure pills I'm taking before class. You know, I hope I don't hyperventilate here. Um, I'm up on the ring apron, and all these 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 wrestlers are surrounding the ring. You know, they're looking at me because I'm the new guy. And uh, they, they come into the ring, and they say, you know, grab the two, the two ropes here, and you're going to just jump back and land on your back. And Boogie's there right in front of you. He's right there in front of you. He's like, you know how Boogie is. He, he's got his hands together. He says, you, you, you can do this, son. You know, you just just, just drop back and, and you protect your neck and, and do your, your first bump. So here I am. You know, I, I drop back and, and, and bang. And I'm like, whoa, this is real. <laughs> this, this, is, this is not a nice bouncy canvas with cushions and, and uh, the, the, the play balls at Burger King anymore. This is a bump. So translate that into my first choke slam that I received from uh, you know Mike Mars, the head instructor there now, which I hope we'll get into. But um, you know the lights go out, the 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 butterflies start coming into your head. <laughs> this is this is, it. but it wakes you up. If you're a wrestler and it's for you, it's a wake up call and it's time. It's time to go to work. And I think that's why a lot of, you know, kids, they'll come in and they'll get that bump and they'll get that action and they'll get that contact. And, you know, that's fine. And, you know, it's not for it's not for a lot of folks. But, you know, that's kind of the the, the needle there, if you, which way you're going to go in, in the wrestling world. That bump, that's the first bump. You know, that's that's the, the key or the exit door. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You, you know, you talk about uh, the, the bumps and the training and. I mean, obviously, Benny mentioned it, and we give him a shout-out every show. Uh, Boogie's is our sponsor, BWC. What was it like? You mentioned the spark he had, but but the training and the and the bumps and the learning and the running the ropes. and What was it like, I mean, just the aura of, of being trained by such a legend? I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't talk about wrestling at all without mentioning the Valiant Brothers, who Benny and I have both said – uh, Mount Rushmore of tag teams. I mean, the, the 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 Valiant Brothers brought more to wrestling than I think they'll ever get credit for. And what was it like training just uh, and just being a, even if not maybe directly being around such uh, uh, that kind of legend of aura when you when you started in business? Okay, Boogie Woogie Man, this is the most the biggest thing that he imparted to me, and and, and not necessarily directly, but just by studying him and, and and watching him and being close to him, the the on off switch of being the boogie woogie man, and 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 Jimmy Fanning, you know, and that's something that that I pride myself in is being able to have an on off switch. So, you know, we're in the we're in the training and we're doing our thing, and and, and somebody's somebody's coming in. Um, to do an interview uh, with Boogie, you know, and everything, you know, he's soft-spoken. He, um, you know, he, he's got his arm around folks and, and that's Boogie, you know, it's all about love and, and, and a family atmosphere for him. But when it's time to put the camera on, you, you got the Boogie Woogie man, you know, you got the, the promo and the, you know, hey brothers, uh, you know, you know how he does. And, and, and just as a student, you know, I kind of style what I'm doing. I'm looking, okay, that's oh, Boogie's here, you know, that's the, <laughs> he's here. So that, that on off switch. And for me, being able to do promos and, and turn into Scott Storm, um, I, you know, I garner that from, from Boogie, you know, 
the energy that he puts into being his character and and being his his wrestling you know doing his wrestling theme so you know he's not going to get in the ring and clothesline us or anything obviously but you know he he'll stop stop the classes and and tell us some some stories about what we're doing and and how the the older guys did things and the respectful way to to do things and but but the character for me was the biggest asset that I think I got from him and it opened up the door for me cuz I wouldn't be Scott Storm I wouldn't be able to to portray that part unless Boogie Woogie Man showed me how to to open up and and express those thoughts and be that other person. Well, let me uh, let me ask you a side question real quick. The old adage in wrestling is the greatest characters are the real you just turned up to 11. Ah. So <laughs> you you talked about flipping the switch and and Jimmy flipping the switch and you having to flip the switch. Where does the line blur between Scott Storm, the, the 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 man, the dentist, the college student that you did, that grew up, and and the wrestler that we see, is is there ever a point, and, and not to get overly personal, but is there ever a point where you lose sight of that line? There is a line, and I have crossed it. <laughs> I was a very reserved and patient man, and when I developed Scott Storm character. I got in trouble so many times with my wife <laughs> because the arguments, you know, it, you know, everybody has arguments, but when I have an argument after I turned into Scott Storm, she's like, oh no, turn off Scott Storm. This ain't a wrestling match. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm like, oh, I crossed the line. So that's the biggest problem I had is turning it off with the right, and I'm controlled that now. But in the beginning, when I was practicing promos and trying to be my character, um, I might have crossed the line quite a bit in, in subtle little arguments where I raised my voice and turned into, you know, you're going to look at me, you know, like that. And <laughs> cut me off. You know, you're not in a wrestling match here. OK, you're not in a wrestling. So, yeah. Yeah, I got to <laughs> I've learned and I've never done it at the dental office. So uh, at least I haven't crossed that line. <laughs> <laughs> pull, pull, uh, uh, have some of your patients lose teeth the hard way. <laughs> Hold still. <laughs> well, you gotta love a man to, who, who you, cuts you promos on his wife. Time. Although this, this, you know, if I see a chair <laughs> over uh, Dr. Scott's head, we'll know what happened. But so <clears throat> again, your your previous comments led me to a follow up question about Boogie's camp. My perception, and you know, from what I've heard, and it sounds like from what you're saying. You don't just learn the the bumps and the you know the the, the hammer locks and uh, all the holes uh, at BWC. You get the complete education. You get you get character development. You get ring psychology. You get uh, promos. You know everything that you need. You're not you're not going to be when you when you graduate from BWC. You're ready. I mean, of course, you're inexperienced, but I mean, you're ready to make that entry into professional wrestling. So uh, I want you to comment on that as well as. Um, the fact that, you know, Jimmy doesn't just lend his name to the school. Jimmy is, I mean, I was there. He was there. I did not see him the whole time. He was he was there the whole time doing something, selling selling uh, popcorn, uh, hugging everybody, you know, spreading the love, like you said. So uh, he's very, anybody who's thinking of joining the school, even just visiting, Jimmy is always there and he's very hands-on. When we get guests that come into the 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 museum and the and the and the school, they're greeted with open arms by 
Captain Joe, Jimmy's, you know, longtime manager, the boogie's there. He greets them with open arms, takes them around and, and shows them, you know, all the pictures and nostalgia that's there. And, you know, it, it's a it's a family feel. You know, I, I jump out of the ring and, and, and shake hands and, and, you know, especially the kids that, that might come in. But, um, you know, the, what we do at school, you know, the, there's manager drills, there's referee drills, there's valet drills, promo drills. You know how how to communicate with promoters, how to communicate with each other in the ring. You know you're you're talking about an encyclopedia of of, of school. You know, and you're going to absorb what what you want and what you can. Um, I try to absorb everything. You know, um, and I've, I've I've not been to other schools, but I've researched other schools, and you know I know there's great ones out there, but it just to me it feels like. I'm not an alumni. I'm not a part-time instructor. I'm I'm family there, you know, and and that's that I think that's the defining um you know theme of of the school. You know, I mean, one of my favorite parts is is the manager drill cuz we'll get we'll get kids up on the um you know that we'll have somebody do the manager, we'll somebody do the ref, somebody do the bad guy, somebody be the the face and everybody has a part and then you got the the other guys, the the crowd, you know, how they react and, and how the combatants react to the crowd, you know, noise, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's school in progress, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, that I've learned so much at the school and, and I've been able to um, transition that into to going out and being on an independent circuit and, and I'm, I'm living the dream just like on the, on the wall, it says, you know, it says, fulfill your dream here you know that, that's what i'm doing and i'm a, a testament to the school and i'm glad to be that i'm glad to be an alumni i'm glad to be a advocate for it proud well speaking of the school and the students you you work as a trainer there as well at bwc so put us in the in the eyes of a trainer especially as, as an as an alumnus who trained there as well what do you look for in a prospective student okay so we have several instructors. Um, Mike Mars, head instructor. Um, he's the guy that I kind of attribute a lot of my uh, mentorship to. And uh, he and Yellow Man um, have shown me a lot in the, on the independent circuit. Um, Bellamy Koga, um, BJ, and, um, you know, of course, Boogie. And, and uh, I talked to you a little bit earlier about the... Um, um, manager boogie's longtime manager captain joe but everybody's got their strengths and if you want to know about mine you know I, i'm not your technical i know every name of every move um instructor i'm i'm the guy that wants to bring out your character your your facial expressions your emotion i'm the guy that that wants to see that you 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 believe in what you're doing and you make the crowd believe in what you're doing so if they're doing their little punch drills and, and their clothesline drills, I'm going to say, let me see your face. Then, you know, what does your face do when you get that done to you? You know, if you're backed into the corner, you get a chop in the chest. Most new students, you know, they'll get chopped in the chest and they won't do anything. <laughs> you know, they'll kind of grimace, but I'm like, you know, what does the crowd want to see when you, when you get that? You know, just, you know, I'll, I'll move them out of the way and say, Mike Mars, give me, you know, give me a chest chop, uh, chop. And, you know, we're going to be, ah, you know, we're going to, we're going to bust it out for the crowd, you know, kick your feet up, 
you know, really, really play it, play it out. Like, you know, this is, this is what the crowd wants to see. And that, that's kind of, I think that's my strength. Um, and, and more towards how to communicate with, with, uh, promoters and, and how to, um, you know, be respectful and, and just how to, you know, promote yourself. And, uh, you know, that, I think that's uh, my biggest strength as a, you know, an older instructor. I'm the oldest guy there, you know, <laughs> I'm the oldest dude there. So I guess that's what I got to do. <laughs> I can't, I can't jump off the top rope anymore. <laughs> well, let me uh, have you expand on that for a second. You, you mentioned, or you jo- jo- mentioned earlier getting started into wrestling later and there are some some big names that have come in come into wrestling at, at later times not you know the, the the you hear the stories of like your sean waltman's ray mysterios that are wrestling at 13 in, in the gyms and all uh, what what advice would you give to somebody who's uh, would consider themselves older maybe somebody in their 30s if if not more who wants to get into wrestling now well um you know, for, for me, being starting at an older age, that, that wasn't the challenge because I knew, you know, there's a place in wrestling for, for a, a, you know, a big array, a vast array of, of ages. You know, you can be 45 and still you can manage. You can, you can even get in the ring and, and do some things, you know. Um, what Diamond Dallas Page started in his late 30s, I think. Um, you, yeah. You've, you've got a plethora of wrestlers that have started and, um, I don't have a problem with the age. I don't even like to talk about to other folks, you know, how old are you? Well, it's kind of fun because, because <laughs> most of the time they're surprised because I'm still, you know, still trying to do this, um, in the ring. But, you know, I mean, if, if your character is built in a way that you don't have to do the hurricane run as you don't have to do the flips and, and things like that, if you're in, you know, decent shape, you can, you can be just a, you know, a guy that has more conservative wrestling approach, you know, your bruiser, your, your banger. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't discourage anyone from the, the age ranks and I hope to be a, you know, a bit of an example for anybody that would be interested in joining at a later age. You know, I, I'll tell you what, you start getting those bumps in, they get a lot easier and then you don't even feel them anymore and your body gets a, a heck of a lot stronger and you, you know, you got to stay in shape. Um, which is a great excuse to work out, you know? Um, I think I answered your question. I, I guess I got off a little, little no, that's, that's great little advice. <laughs> so this one's a, a, a two part question, Scott. So how do you juggle, uh, being a dentist full time and then, you know, juggling a, a wrestling career into that? Like, so what is, what's your schedule during the week? I mean, like, are you doing a, <laughs> doing a bridge on Friday, afternoon and then driving over a bridge on friday oh, night to yeah. do a match and then um yeah so that that's and then is there any uh do you incorporate any of your dentistry into your into your wrestling I, uh, to me like i i thought of the, a great name for a finishing hole the extractor but maybe you already have something like that okay this i'll start this story I, we'll go back to the dentistry part of it real quick and uh, i'll just give you an idea of how i was given permission to do all this first um, which will lead us into the schedule. Um, I had to get permission from my wife. You know, uh, <laughs> she, she's got to give me the A-OK. Because I said, I told her one day, I said, I want to go to wrestling school. And she said, 
wrestling school? <laughs> you want to go to wrestling school? You're 39 years old. Um, so I got her blessing. And then I had to take that to the dental office. You know, I had a staff meeting. And, you know, I got everybody sitting in, in, the, in the lounge. And they didn't know what I was talking about or what I wanted to talk about at the time. And I said, I'm, I'm going to make an announcement and it might affect the office because I don't know the scheduling situation and I don't know what it's going to entail. I don't know how far it's going to go, but I want to go to wrestling school. You know, it's been a childhood dream of mine for years. I'm, 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 it's now or never for me. And you should have seen the faces of the hygienists and the assistants looking at me like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm your ho hum dentist um, with the receding hairline and uh, overweight at the time, and I say, okay, I want to go to wrestling school now. <laughs> so, long story short, we get through the wrestling school part of it. And now we're starting to get on the NDC. So yeah, you you better believe it. I'm I'm finishing up at two thirty on Friday this next week, and Mike Mars and I are hitting the road. We're going to Duffield. For a show Friday night. I'm excited about it. it it's fun. Two weeks and the problem with the scheduling is when I get out of wrestling school and I've got a sore collarbone and I've got a roughed up hamstring and my knuckles bruise <laughs> and I'm I'm staggering into the dental office limping and everybody's like, what happened? You know, what what's the matter with you? And I'm just like, you know. You wouldn't believe how many Monday mornings I've come into work and I've I've just limped down the hall. <laughs> and I try not to say anything, you know, I try not to do anything, but it's obvious that my back hurts. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's cut into a little bit of my uh, production at work, but hey, uh, you got to live, you, you got to make sacrifices, right? <laughs> Are you pretty much, is it like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night thing? Uh, for, for, for wrestling? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 my bookings are are sparing. You know, I'm I'm just now getting getting kind of into the wrestling, the indie scene, with getting bookings. You know, I, I just graduated in 2020, and I told Boogie, you know, from the beginning, I said, you know, I, I'm I don't know if I can do you know every weekend and and be a weekend warrior like some of these young guys. Because, you know, I don't want to take away from my, my practice and, and the responsibilities I have at home. But, you know, it's it's snowballing, you know, it's snowballing. And, and I think my, my wife is getting into it. My child's getting into it. We're making these trips to, to towns we've never been to before. We, we see the sights. We see the, uh, the, the scenery and the crowds. Now, that's the funnest thing about it. I'll tell you that right there is getting out there and seeing these 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 crowds and getting up and close with with the fans and you know they don't know who i am they don't know who who the wrestlers are we're, you know we're we're a couple hours down the road but you know the, 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 to them I, i'm scott storm to them you know he's mike mars he's bellamy koga he's um chuck edwards you know that these are the wrestling characters and that that part we get to play is the most fulfilling in my opinion you know i drive two hours down the road but i get to be the guy that 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 i you know i've, I've created and i want to be and the fans see that and i want to give them every inch of that character and, and be that character for them so that that's been the the most rewarding for me 
Um, so schedule aside, you know, we're going we're gonna to take a few hours, uh, cut out of, out of work a couple hours to get that done and, and get that, that accomplished, you know, because that, that's the, the rush behind the, the whole, um, you know, wrestling career to me. And there's a, there's a lot of great independent, you know, people just think in terms of WWE and AEW, but there are a lot of great independent promotions out there. Oh, I'm 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 perfectly content and happy with visiting these 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 um smaller promotions and and meeting the the cast of characters you know behind the promotions the the promoter the the um the the ring crew the uh, um sound guys and I'll tell you this I'm gonna I'm gonna skew off for just a second you guys watch um you know wrestling documentaries and you see the behind the scenes you know, videos. And to me, that that's mesmerizing. I like to see, you know, go behind the curtain and see what the wrestlers are talking about behind the scenes, see how they put up the lights, see how they set up the, the ring, you know, just, just like on a documentary. And I feel my experience of going to these places and doing these things, I'm living Scott Storm's documentary. I'm living in a documentary. I see the, the drama that goes on behind the scenes and I'm just watching it you know front row seat you know this is this is like a a binge drama watch for me i love it you know and i can dictate what i want to do and what how i want to um you know what i want to tune into and you know whether it be the promoter or or these wrestlers over here that are getting ready for their match you know i can just check out what's going on there and you know it's like living in a in a a real life documentary it's great you know you guys sit back and binge watch stuff sometimes and, absolutely and you, mm-hmm. you, you want to get to the next episode and see what's going to happen that's what i'm doing right now you know every week every every show every this right here this is an episode in itself you know uh scott storm goes to to uh to hollywood with dan and benny you know nice. there you go boom and um that, that's that's the, the gist of it, man. This is I'm living the dream. I'm having a great time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it until the waves kind of settle down. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Benny, who uh, who plays you in the in the Hollywood version of this story? I'm, I'm kind of hoping Christopher Walken. Maybe I don't know. John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Look at his uh, Facebook picture. I thought it was John Claude Van Damme. Actually, uh, you know, I, I in my younger days, a lot of people thought I was Tony Orlando. So maybe him. I think he's still around. There you go. I can't wait to see you at the graduation. Oh, absolutely. I think Looking we, might, to it, yeah. we might lock just for a second. I, I, I'm I'm kind of uh, I was thinking of asking uh, Mark Perez Carnage to give me a yes, shot. <laughs> just just one. I mean, you probably hear it in the next town, but <laughs> yes, sir. And he, you, yeah, he was on a, a podcast. What was it, number nineteen or something? Mark was a guest, and he was a great guest. Yes, yeah, yeah. great, great guy, stories. great guy. Got to meet him as well. That's one of the uh, one of the benefits we've had of our relationship with the BWC is some of the talent that has gone through there. People have stopped to talk to us, and we've heard some incredible stories over the last year. So we've been doing this, but. I want to ask, you talk about 
the behind the scenes stuff and obviously anybody uh whatever your profession especially in wrestling behind the behind the scenes it's not just the people it's the people literally behind you uh before we started recording we heard uh you you were uh speaking with somebody off camera i know benny made the uh made the joke about the oncoming uh chair shot um, and of course, family. Now, I don't. I don't have any children. Benny does. His uh, one of Benny's sons was actually the first person ever banned from the or, or booted from the Dan and Benny page. Uh, and and he wears friend, that the, as the, a badge the, of the honor. Fa- the too, Facebook yeah. algorithm kicked kicked Benny's son off our fan page, so that was a uh, that was fun. But I'm curious, since you've you've talked a lot about family, is what does your 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 son and your family think about you doing this? Okay, so. My wife, you know, when I first started the uh, adventure, there was some eye rolling. <laughs> there was some, you're not going to do this. This is this is crazy. You're going to get hurt, blah, blah, blah. But she has fallen in love with this ride. <laughs> so um, she's, she's starring in some of my, my promos, uh, the last two, actually. And, you know, she's doing some guest roles in the promos. And what we're doing now is we're going to work on getting her a, um, a little, little robe. Um, she's going to be the cloud. Um, and my son. Okay, my son. This is my number one fan right here. This is, All right. This is Creighton Storm. Creighton, Great. say hi to Dan and Benny. Hi. Nice to hey, meet you. Buddy. I, I got I to ask Creighton a, a question real quick. And, and, and we're real secretive about this. Um, hey, Creighton. What? Who's your daddy? Nathan. Speak up. Who's your daddy? Nathan. Who's your other daddy? Uh, Who's your other daddy? Scott Star. You're not supposed to tell anybody, right? Kayfabe. Yeah, you don't tell anybody, right? No. So he, um, he, when we go to the the events, you know, he he gets his hair spiked up and uh, just like mine. We we paint it silver, but he don't tell anybody that Scott Storms is daddy. You know he he's got to keep that a secret. So what he'll do is he'll whisper in people's ear and he say, "Scott Storms, my daddy." <laughs> you know, and I always tell him, "Shh, be real quiet." You know. But that that's 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 the fam right there, and they, and they become you know great supporters. We we travel the road together, and um. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't do this unless I, I had that one hundred percent you know backing you know i just wouldn't feel i wouldn't feel right unless everybody was on board with with the whole process i see him cutting promos in a month or two i don't know if you saw my last promo he was in i put him in it and we didn't tell him what to do at the very end but he, he goes when i'm doing the final little little uh spiel he goes right in front of the camera and he does the little thing he puts his hand behind his shoulders, like kind of like Rob Van Dam does. RBD. Mine's a little bit different. He's doing that to his, and I didn't even tell him to do it. It was just so so cool. But yeah, he's going to be doing some promos. He'll walk down here and see me working out, and he'll just spill out some of the old phrases that I used to use. Um, you know, they say he's too old. They say he's too green. And you know, Creighton is doing that in his six, seven year old voice. <laughs> I'm like, he came in today from school doing that. They say, and 
you know, just just he's picking up on this stuff. He's gonna he's gonna be eating it alive here soon when he gets a little older. So we'll we'll know what happens when when y'all get called to the principal's office because he cut a promo on something <laughs> for, a schoolyard, <laughs> for a schoolyard beatdown. Yep. Yeah, but he's not supposed to tell anybody that Scott Storm's his daddy. So that's uh that's his big secret. So now, um, you know, getting back to BWC and this Saturday um, in Mount Airy, North Carolina, is the is AIWF um, event. It's, I guess it's their uh, 30th anniversary show. And many of uh, Jimmy's students will be making their professional wrestling debuts at that event. So we've been promoting it for a couple of weeks now. Uh, tell us tell us about that. AIWF. AIW, they needed someone with intensity. You're listening to it. <laughs> no, I was so happy to get the call from Matt Classic Creed. Um, we crossed paths somehow through through the, the, the book. And um, I guess, you know, I don't know through, through being a member of Boogie's Camp or, or whatnot, I, I got the call to to be in the um, six-way Mayberry Madness street fight. And mind you, I've never been in a street fight. Um, so I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but I am fired up to get in there and, and, and see what's going on. We've got, we got Johnny Blast, the, the Tennessee, le- I mean, sorry, the, the West Virginia legend. We got um, Ty Tyson. Um, the, the champ is Mitch Onyx. You got Scoot Robinson and then Drex Dreyer. So, you know, I, I only know I've met Johnny Blast at a, at a show one time. Um, super, super cool dude, uh, a legend. You know, you just look at him and, and you, you can tell he's, he knows the business in and out, but I've, I've never been in a, a match like this. So, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to, I'm going to break out and, and do the Scott Storm thing, and we're going to see where this thing rolls because I have never been defeated in a singles match in, in my career. So I don't plan on having this one disrupt, having this streak disrupted at, uh, at Mount Airy, North Carolina. Now back to the students. Um, very, very excited to get these guys into the Rumble. You know, there's going to be, I know, at least five, Students, this will be their very first walk down that ramp in front of a crowd. They, they got their gear ready. They got their facial expressions ready. Um, you know, I remember I remember the first time I walked down that ramp, and, and I said to myself, you know, I, I can do this. It's not a big deal. And I get out on stage, and I'm like, I'm just shaking. <laughs> I'm like, holy smokes, I'm in front of people. But uh, – that's what I want to try to impart to those guys. You know, this is it. This is what you want and, and, you know, relish it and just feel the moment. And we got some instructors that, you know, we're going to have students and instructors. So, you know, there are going to be some guidance within that rumble match. So, you know, some of these guys are still learning, you know, for lack of better words, the ropes. And, um, we're going to have our instructors in there for guidance as well. I think we might have about 12 entries in that rumble alone. So the likelihood of a BWC cat coming out of there, 
and and then you know throw me into that co-main event we might have an aiwf brand new national champion it's going to be a saturday night for bwc the next day sunday at camp there's somebody got to bring some cake because we celebrating um that's what that that's what i think is going to happen you know, to me, like these independent shows are a treasure. I'm, I'm a huge fan of minor league baseball for for two reasons. One is that it's it's very affordable, and number two, I mean, you do see great action, and you never know you might see the next big thing. And I think I think that also holds with these independent wrestling shows. You know, they're they're very affordable. You're going to see great action, and you never know you might see the next big thing in professional wrestling. And you can say I saw I saw him when. And, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah, that's like, um, you know, open up one of those little treasure boxes. You never know what's in it. You never know what you're going to see. You're exactly right, Ben. Um, and that's what, hey, that's what I'm trying to do, you know. You, you never know. You Scott Storm might be a, a treasure at some point. <laughs> Who knows? But, um, and the, the other thing with these independent shows is, you know, it's a very personal experience. You know, we, we, we go through, you know, you hit intermission and we come out there and, and visit with folks and um, it's very one-on-one -on -one and um, very personable. And, you know, I, I just love the atmosphere and, you know, the, um, the concessions, you know, we got, we got um, little Caesars pizza coming in. Love that. You know, the, <laughs> the hot dogs. Talking, like to two, talking to two Italians here, so oh, food, okay, yeah, yeah. Food, food is life. So food, food is involved in many of the celebrations Absolutely. Benny and I have been a part of. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Benny, correct me if I'm wrong. The very first episode of Dan and Benny, did you when you threw down the challenge to to Dominic Danucci? Wasn't the prize for for that match supposed to be food? It was it was polenta to be specific. Polenta, there you which go. I. Yeah, it's an Italian dish. I, I still haven't had it. One of these days I will. So, uh, Dr. Scott, though, will there be any Dr. Scott merchandise or in the future? Because that's the, I, I'm, I'm on board for that. Let me backtrack one second. I'll tell you why I mentioned the food. Um, I have a very strict regimen of, of when, when I have a, a match date, I have a very strict regimen of diet and exercise and um, carb cutting prior to um, – I'm still trying to find that six pack that I had in high school. I'm pretty sure it's up in the attic in, in some of my old track clothes, but I cannot find it. So I try to cut back as much as I can. So the reason I mentioned food is because as soon as my match is over, I, I pull out the curtain. I, I'm, I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, go get me some pizza. Get me, get me, get me, get me something. You know? <laughs> That's the reason I mentioned that because I'm, I'm throwing down after I finish. And the concessions are the first stop, you know. But anyway, the merch, yeah. We we put out some shirts in the very beginning, and you know that, that was a little bit before my my character kind of kind of started to open up or resonate with with a lot of the, the the crowds. I was brand new, you know. Nobody knew who I was, but you know, with the bolts and and the uh, the hair and everything, I think I think it's a good look and. I'm going to come out with some shirts probably maybe in the middle of this year when I get through with this little spring run. I've got about five or six shows that I'm doing for the spring session. And, um, yeah, it's not necessarily about about the merchandise for me. It would be nice. I think it would be cool. Um, 
but we, that we typically give away merch instead of selling merch. Yeah, it's just it's not something that I've really thought about pursuing. But you know, if if the crowd likes the the character and and um, we can find something that they might be interested in, heck yeah, you know. It, it's that. a very cool character, and it's very easy to to get invested in. Well, the character is essentially, you know, a little bit older, more of a no-nonsense kind of guy. I don't have time for drama. I don't have time to fiddle around with with nonsense. You know, we're in here. We're get, we're we're getting this done, and and that's kind of the the the, uh, the theme I, I want to portray. You know, I'm a little bit more of an intense guy. Um, you know, I'll get beat down. I'll get beat up, but uh, you know, you you get that little. Uh, the little shock in the arm where you wake up and, and you, you do your come, you're coming back and, and you're coming back with a, a bit more intensity and vengeance. And, um, that's kind of the, the whole theme of my, my character. Um, very intense and, uh, serious sort of a competitor. You mentioned character, uh, at the time of we're recording this interview, the current AW women's champion is Britt Baker and she's, uh, it maybe not so much now with the recent heel turn, but when she first started uh, being a dentist, Britt Baker DMD was kind of the bulk of her character. And I'm curious, uh, have you have ever, or or do you incorporate the 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 dental side, or is Scott Storm completely independent, and no one would ever know that that you you, know, you might knock out some teeth with a right, and then pull some teeth <laughs> with a left the next day? My my goals from the beginning was to be able to separate completely and not have my career choice or my, you know, my diploma be any sort of, you know, needle mover to my character. And, you know, inevitably the word gets out, you know, the, the word gets out and, and people know, but the, the Scott Storm theme has nothing to do with, with dentistry at, at all. Um, and that, you know, that's kind of how I wanted it to be. I wanted to be my own man or that, that man. I wanted to be that man and separate it from the, the other dentist guy, you know. <laughs> so, no, there, there's absolutely nothing in, involved between the two. And I think what Britt's doing is, is absolutely marvelous. I, I kind of kicked myself in the, in the foot for not thinking about it earlier <laughs> and maybe going that route. But if I go that route now, it's too late. You know, so I gotta I gotta stay the course, man. And you know, if if when the when the dental magazine came out, uh, the VDA magazine, that's where people really started putting two and two together. And I started getting a lot of heat from that um, because I never told anybody. I never I never meant to, for it to be. You know, it was a year or two before any of my patients knew about it, and then. There was moments where a 70, 80-year-old lady comes in and she says, I saw you on the Facebook with no shirt on and tights. And I'm like, oh, that was my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's out now. And, and you know, it, it's very interesting because a lot of, lot, you know, 50% of the patients now pretty much know Um that side of me and i was nervous and worried that it would maybe affect my professionalism 
but it's actually increased the personal personability that I have with them. You know, they appreciate the fact that I have interests outside of being a full-time dentist. Yeah. So that that's exciting to, to go into work and you never know who you're going to be able to interact with about wrestling and who's a fan and who's not a fan. And, but yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool aspect of it. But I think we were talking about Britt Baker. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I just, I, you know, she's got the mandible thing and, oh, there's so many ideas I could bring out my, my, <laughs> my forceps and do all kinds of stuff, but that's just not where, where I'm, I'm, I'm I see my vision at this time. Well, you said you've got that street fight coming up. Maybe your bag of weapons will be a little yeah. different than everyone else's. Hey, you, hey, you know what, Dan? You just might have opened the door. You just might have opened the door today for this street <laughs> fight. I did not think about that. Oh man, could I could I pull out the old number twenty three extraction tools? You just might see it. Uh, I did not I think of that, dude. I can't wait. I, I like the idea. Love it. So, uh, you know, you were mentioning cutting carbs, and I was doing that right before the show. I did use a knife on my baked potato. So, uh, but the <laughs> question is, do, do you have a five-year plan? I mean, do you do, are you kind of just playing this by ear, or like, do you do you have goals and and, and long-term uh, plans? I put into motion my. 22-year plan at the age of 16. Um, and the wrestling came at, the, at, at, you know, I started wrestling at 39, as, as said before, but I decided to put in five years. Or that was the plan. I said, I'm going I'm to do this for five years. I'll be 44, and then we might need to start thinking about what my body's doing and, and what, what to do in life after, after that. But the five-year plan was to go to wrestling school, graduate, have a match in front of a crowd, you know, go on the circuit for a while, live the dream of, of traveling and meeting and, and seeing, and then dabble into some promoting and, and, and actually get a ring, promote my own show in my hometown. And then I, I felt like that would have been the five-year plan. Now we're two and a half years in. And, you know, I'm, I'm having a blast on the indie circuit, and I am. We, we, we've, we've got a ring. Um, we thought about doing a little promoting, and, you know, that, that might be a little ways away because of the, you know, you've got to have the right people around. You've got to have ring crew. You've got to have uh, logistics of promoting and, and licensures. And, you know, Virginia is a stickler on the rules and regulations of what they need and, and have to have. But I do I, I still see that in the future. I see I see promoting something close by. You know, I've, I've met a lot of people. I think I could put together a card. And, you know, for, for where I'm from in Withville, you know, I think in between these two interstates, we could pack a house. Um, but that, that, you know, that was a that was a part of the five year plan. Uh, but right now I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm riding a roller coaster. I'm having a good time. Um, so my plan now is to get to Saturday. Um, my plan after that is to get to the, to Friday thereafter, 
because I, I'm going to run an undefeated streak all the way till April 23rd in Parisburg, Virginia, where I'm on a card with the boogie woogie man himself. Um, Parisburg, Virginia, April 23rd. First time on a card with boogie woogie man. I'm excited about that. Nice. That's that's another bucket list right there. I, I absolutely love the fact that you have made this more than anything that you have made this a family thing. Um, that that really makes me happy because it's a, you know, people who are not familiar with wrestling and the behind the scenes part, they they kind of look at it and most a lot of people just frown on it. And there's there's so many inner workings of, of being a professional wrestler and what it involves in the lifestyle and everything. So like having your fan, your wife and your your son involved, it makes me happy. Okay, so we're at Charleston, West Virginia. We're doing a show for Josh Kyle, a great guy, promoter up there. And my wife, she, she goes and she's in the crowd. And, you know, after my match, and they have an intermission where we can kind of go out and, and, um, and say, hey, the faces can come out and say, hey. She, you know, she pulls me aside and says, okay, there's, there's, a, there's a young kid over here. Um, wearing blah 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 she 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 wants to meet you because she was cheering on my you know scott storm in the ring and you know things like that you know i come out there i don't know anything like that and, and she she guides me to this fan that was so fired up to to see scott storm and you know being able to go up to to that fan and she took the shirt off of her back this shirt right here um the scott storm shirt she's wearing the scott storm shirt took it off of her back Gave it to the guy, the little the little kid or girl, I forget who it was, um, and I signed it for him. And that, you know that little moments like that, I would have never been able to do that or never known that that anybody was that interested. And and you know having her as like my my out, she's my eye in the sky out there and the the the, the fans, you know. <laughs> so that's a good little teamwork effort there, and I, I hope that the the fan really appreciated it. Um, but, you know, take little things like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm mostly back in the back, and she can kind of get the the feel of what's going on out in the crowd. You know, very nice, very nice. Well, then, what? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you kind of you kind of covered the what I was what I was thinking to ask. When you look at the long term. Um, other, I mean, obviously you mentioned some of your your goals with you got a show coming up. You're sharing the card with Boogie. Is there anybody out there that you that you haven't had the chance to work with that you would drop everything and, and run if they said, hey, we're going to book you on a show against whoever? You know, I'm 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 not I'm not a bad guy. I'm I'm just a bad dude, Dan. And. To be honest with you, they're going to have to get excited about being in the ring with me. <laughs> you know, I, I see I see these guys. Uh, I don't have anybody in particular. No, no, to be serious, I don't have anybody in particular. I, I, I do appreciate everybody that I've, I've got to work with. And I, I'm green. You know, I admit that I'm still green. And I learn every time I'm in the ring with someone. You know, my my um my repertoire is is fixed right now. I'm still trying to to expand that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be respectful and garner every bit of information I can from every match that I have. But 
if I want to have that success mentality, then that's what I got to say. And I'm going to do it, you know? So if, 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 if you want a chance and you want a moment, then it's going to be with, with this guy. This is the silver star. This is Scott Storm. This is who the people are asking for. One of my favorite guests at our show, we had him a few months ago, was uh, Sin Bodhi, who wrestled in uh, WWE as Kizarni. And he is a very talented man. He, he, he's a comic, uh, an illustrator. He's written books. I mean, he's done a, his his art is phenomenal, and I what I really when what he conveyed is that even wrestling. I mean, you know, like, <clears throat> art is art. Uh, movies, you know, you have an actor, and that's their art. But when a wrestler goes in the ring, that is another form of art. They are, you know, they are telling a story, and you know, and and entertaining. And I don't think wrestling gets enough credit for for being an art form. Okay, I can dabble on that just a touch. The when when I remember watching wrestling and I see these wrestlers come out of the curtain, that is the moment that the show starts. How they walk down the ring, how they express themselves, how they get into the ring, their their you know, their the rhythm of of uh, you know, expressing themselves to the crowd. Every little small detail there's something to it. And, and, and I do the same thing. I have the same walk. I have the same entrance to the, to the ring. I, I point my fingers to the sound, to the sound guy, the sound lady. Um, I come into the ring, I stretch my arms around, you know, you, you've got a rhythm, you've got a routine. And that's a part of the show. Um, the way that you throw punches, the way that you take bumps, AKA Ric Flair style, nobody dicks them like he does. Right. The, the way that you, you whip someone, um, that's all a part of the show. And, and that's your, your character. And that's what I love seeing about certain wrestlers, you know, how they conduct themselves and how they even stand or flex or move the mannerisms that they have. And if, if you want to be, you know, a, someone that someone you, you want to watch you, You've got to have those special characteristics and a special way of doing things. You know, don't just stand there. You stand there in a way that you want to be seen or, or you, there's an interest level there, you know. And that's kind of what I try to do. If I make a move in the ring, I'm going to make it count, you know. Um, if, if I speak to the crowd or I speak to the camera, I want to make it count, you know. I want to make it look like something that I would have wanted to watch on TV or, or in live. Well, then let me ask you as we, as we wrap up here, Scott, I, I appreciate you all your time and, and you brought your family along and that's great. And it's just such, everything's been wonderful. It's been a great conversation. Uh, I, as we wrap up, I do, you just hit the nail on the head and I wanted to get your, your thoughts on you trained under the classic style, the Valiant Brothers, the 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 old school, the territory style. I'm wondering, do you watch the current product? And and if you have any thoughts on it, it's kind of a final thought on on wrestling today versus the wrestling that you learned. Uh oh, I see that look. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's funny, and and I don't know if I, I don't know if I should be saying all this, but the the moment that I started to learn, um, and and you know started school and started to learn the ins and outs of what's going on, I didn't watch the mainstream wrestling as much. Um, I watched a different a different way. You know, I, I watched it in a different way. I watched how the wrestlers communicated with each other and how they executed their moves. And, and I thought to myself, okay, how, how did they get that from point A to point B without, you know, being able to, to discuss this or, or practice this or, you know, you name it. And so the way that I watched was totally different. You know, I would watch matches and try to critique the way that they threw, you know, shoulder tackles or hip tosses as opposed to being a you know a fan as I've always have been and just getting into the the characters and and what and the way that they worked now the the territory situation and and I'm learning this very quickly um it is just like back in the old days you know you got you got your group that runs the southwest virginia part you got your group that runs the northern part of north carolina you got your west virginia your crowd and you know, being uh, visiting these different places, it's a totally different vibe in every place, and nothing bad about any of them. It's just a different vibe, and they have their territory, and they have their their genre, and they have their fan base. And you could go to one fan base, and you go to the next fan base, and it, it's it's totally different. And so there are still territories out there. You know, it's just in a in a smaller scale, and and. I'm, I'm visiting different places and, and learning that as we speak. So, you know, I do still watch the, the main, the main WWE, AEW. I keep up with the storylines and, and, but I, but I do watch it differently. I, I do take note more of the actual moves and the, the small intricacies of the hand grips and arm placements and things like that. And, and you know, my, my wife gets upset with me because I try to tell her, step by step as to how that happened, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes she gets annoyed with that, but, um, yeah, the, the territories are alive and well, and, and, and no, nothing bad about it. It's not like, no, not bad at all. In a war against each other, but it's just, it's cool to see the different, you know, characteristics of each, of each brand. Nice. Yeah, that, that's very interesting because, you know, uh, you, when you said territories, I just immediately morphed back into 1979. And I'm thinking, you know, Mid-South, uh, AWA, Championship Wrestling from Florida, Memphis, which we've had quite a few people on from. And um, it's nice to hear that, that that's, you know, on a smaller scale, of course, but that still yeah. does exist. Oh, yeah, that's that's what's kind of fun about it, because when I was first kind of thinking about doing a little promoting I started to learn wh where I was, what, what territory am I in? You know, <laughs> I got to hope, wait, let me take a step back here because this is this guy's promotion and he does shows here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, I, I definitely took a step back. I'm not stepping on anybody's toes in that regard. Um, but yeah, you, you, you do have different areas and, and you go to one place to the other and there's different types of wrestlers. There's different types of, you know, the, obviously the promoters, they want different things, different kinds of matches. You got your more kid-friendly style, and then you got your more 
street fight style, um, your lucha style. Um, and for me, it's eye-opening because, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm just watching my documentary and I'm seeing it all unfold. And I can't wait for the next episode. That's great stuff. That's great stuff. I mean, th this has been incredible. Um, I, and we say it every week. I feel like we could talk for another hour and not scratch the surface of everything we wanted to talk about. Uh, you touched on everything you got coming up and the future. Uh, as we wrap up, Scott, I can't thank you enough for your time. You have any closing thoughts? Um, once again, an honor and a privilege. Um, you know, I, I think of this as the the, the next step in um, Scott Storm's development and exposure. And I, mean, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, professional and just my heart goes out to you. Uh, as Boogie Woogie Man would say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, you got you to do the hands together, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I can't wait to get back to camp and tell, you know, tell everybody, um, you know, I got to spend some time with you guys. But, um, you know, you keep up the, the promoting our, our camp and, and doing what you're doing. Um, it's great to have you guys on board and doing what you do for Boogie and, and all of us. So thanks again for having me. We absolutely love Boogie. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So uh, for the doctor himself, Scott Storm, for the BS Express himself, Benny Scala, I'm Dan Spasciano. Have a good night, everyone, and we will see you next time we're in the ring. Hey, folks.